All right, welcome back to Sports Waves Malibu's only sports talk podcast. And it's been a long hiatus here for us at Sports Waves, so we're happy to be back here in the year 2022. My name is Carl Winter. I'll be your co-host for this, what we're calling season two of Sports Waves, and this is our second episode. And I'm joined today by Austin Lede, who is our new co-host. So Austin, why don't you take a second to, to introduce yourself to the listeners and just what your role is at Pepperdine Graphic Media and maybe what teams you have loyalties to. What's up, everybody? My name is Austin Day. I'm a first-year student at Pepperdine. I am a staff writer currently for the sports section at the at PGM, and I grew up a Lakers fan, Rams fan, Dodgers, because my dad was born in LA. So, it's just my loyalties. Absolutely, it's an interesting combo here. We've got myself. I'm a senior. For those that don't know, at Pepperdine, I'm the digital editor at Pepperdine Graphic Media. Grew up in Northern California, so I like some of the teams up there. But my mom is from Chicago, so my most of my professional sports loyalties lie with all of the Chicago teams except the Cubs. So I'm sure we'll have some good conversations throughout the semester. And I, from what I know of Austin, is that he always has some good hot takes. So I'm sure that the listeners will, will get used to that throughout the semester. So this being our first show of 2022, let's take a look back at 2021 just briefly. And, you know, it was a great year for sports in that a lot of things had been off for an entire year. So for Pepperdine athletics, it was an excellent year. They had women's tennis, make it to the national championship match and fall so narrowly close of the title. And then men's golf a week later, winning a national championship, the 14th team national championship in Pepperdine history. So it was a great year for the waves and they're getting off and running here in 2022. They had a few postponements and cancellations, but now men's basketball taking the court in WCC play this week and men's volleyball starting off their season this week as well. So we will have some waves updates for you, but right now, why don't we take a look back into, you know, what happened in 2021 in professional sports, there were some great moments. So why don't we all just list off, you know, some of our top moments in sports in 2021, Austin, you know, when you think of the year 2021 in sports, you know, what moment stands out to you the most? Well, the first thing I want to say about 2021 sports, it was just good to have fans back in stadiums because watching sports in 2020, I mean, it was good like to still have it, but just no fans. It felt so weird just seeing empty football stadiums or empty arenas. So, but uh, the top moment for me for 2021 is when the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship because I think no one thought we were going to get a Phoenix Suns versus Milwaukee Bucks finals. And I think it was a very entertaining series. And I think a lot of people were rooting for Chris Paul to win because, you know, older player, never been to the finals. I was actually rooting for him. But I feel like you just can't root against Giannis. I mean, he's just hard work and dedication. That's all he is since he's been in the league. And, I mean, I'm just so happy for him to win. He's got a lot of doubters, I feel like, and he just silenced those this year. So. Yeah, ending a 50-year drought is always is always a big moment for any team. And the Bucs had had such great regular season records the previous two years, but it seems like in the NBA, sometimes that can be a curse, winning so many regular season games and then just falling apart in the playoffs. So did you anticipate them winning the title going into that playoffs that year? I mean, you mentioned not many people had that finals. No, I mean, I'm biased. So I thought the Lakers were going to win it all again. It's like the previous year. But I mean, yeah, just like Giannis, always in the playoffs, they always choke. They never made it. And then they finally made it. But the Suns looked very good. So I didn't think they were going to win. They were down 2-0. And then they won four straight. He had 50 points in the last game. I mean, it was 
phenomenal run by him. Yep, absolutely. Giannis, the finals MVP. We'll see if the Bucks can replicate that this year. I mean, they're looking solid, but obviously the Nets are coming up if they're at full strength. Uh, my Bulls have had a solid start. and Your Bulls, man, looking good. Yeah, I hope we have more chances to talk about them in future weeks uh, because it's just been such an exciting year with the acquisitions they made in the offseason, most of which you know were not thought of highly. Bleacher Report called the DeMar DeRozan signing the, the worst signing of the offseason, and he's been playing. I never understood that. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's just always been a great player. I never understood that. Yeah, I think it was just a question of chemistry, but you know, our backcourt has been as good as any in the league so far this year. So hopefully that keeps going. But I'll move on to one of my top moments of 2021, went a little bit of a different direction. Similar though, in that it it broke a title drought. The Braves win the World Series and ended a, a title drought for the state of Georgia, which yeah. now they've they've got another one just this week with with Georgia football winning the NCAA football national championship over Alabama. Um, but for the Braves, for me, I just thought it was it was a cool story because they had some critical pieces that were injured and nobody really, uh, again, nobody really saw them going this far and that they play the mighty, mighty Dodgers in the NLCS, just a super team when you look at the lineup and the rotation and they're able to beat them in six. The, the moment that stands out to me is Tyler Matzik coming out of the bullpen to strike out Albert Pujols, Steven Souza, and Mookie Betts in the seventh inning of game six of the NLCS, and then the rest is history. And the, the, I think the whole country was rooting for them in the World Series against the Astros because of the Astros' past. So that was just, yeah, it was a cool moment. Uh, I think they were a fun team to watch. Jorge Soler hitting the ball a mile. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching, even though I didn't really have many loyalties in the championship series of the world series, I thought they were deserving champions. Yeah, no, the state of Georgia has been suffering way too long now. I mean, going back to the Falcons, Patriots, Super Bowl, all these blown leads versus Alabama. But like you said, Georgia even won this weekend against uh, Alabama. And I'm not much of a baseball guy, but I mean, I know no one is rooting for the Astros. And they knocked out my Dodgers, so I'm glad the Braves won. Yeah, they were they were the people's champions for sure. I guess unless you were a Dodger fan or an Astro fan in the in the World Series. Uh, yeah, let's stick with the the championship train. Remembering who won titles in 2021. Uh, I think your next one is something that happened way back in February of 2021. Yeah, so Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl in 2021. I mean, it's pretty remarkable, man. Just his longevity as well. Um, I think when he picked the Bucks, everyone was surprised in free agency. I mean, there's a lot of talk about like the Titans or I don't know, just not the Bucks. I never heard the Bucks in free agency. And then he joined them. And I said, okay. I mean, they do have a good roster. All they need is QB. We'll see how it goes first year. And then bam, Super Bowl champs, just like that. I mean, the Tom Brady effect brings in Gronk, AB, obviously, but not anymore. We don't talk about AB, but. It's just, it's just remarkable. I mean, I think it solidified him as the greatest player of all time. I mean, I think he already was, but I think now it definitely shows like he doesn't need Bill Belichick, even though I think Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, but just remarkable what he did in the first year. Yeah. And Brady is a sore subject for me because I've, I've kind of always been on the Brady's a system quarterback train. So this yeah. kind of makes a big hit to my argument when he goes yeah. somewhere and is able to win a Super Bowl as a kind of a lower seed. I mean, I can still say that, you know, the Bucks have a great roster because they do. I mean, there's really no disputing that, but to take a team that hadn't really made the playoffs much in previous years, as far as they did and, and just beating the teams they were able to beat along the way 
was impressive. I mean, taking down Rodgers in the playoffs, it, it was just an impressive run from them. And they look very solid this year as well. So it's just you never want to run into that type of experience in the playoffs. And sometimes the playoffs just come down to, you know, who's able to get the ball last and make the last drive. So, yeah, I, like I said, my argument against Brady kind of takes a hit because of that one. So I have to give him credit. But yeah, I mean, we, I, like you said, we might not want to talk about Antonio Brown because of how far downhill that has gotten. But Crazy. I mean, we mentioned it. So, so what, what was your reaction to that whole saga? I was just scrolling through Instagram. I saw him like take off his pads and leave. And I'm like, wow, like, what's he doing? But honestly, I don't feel bad because he's had so many chances now. Like even with the Bucks, he's had, they said he was on like one strike, you're out. But I mean, he felt like he's had so many chances. And I feel like, I feel like he might get another chance with another team, but I think he threw away his NFL career there. Yeah. And the mudslinging after the game in the news was just strange. Like him and the Bucks just saying completely opposite stories of what happened. And yeah. I think that the answer is somewhere in the middle where there were yeah. on both sides, but never should you have a situation where a guy is taking off his uniform and running off the field. So you really leave the Bucks no choice there, but to cut you, you can't set the precedent of, of keeping it. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, he does keep, he has had a second, third, fourth chance, so maybe he'll have a fifth one, but uh, yeah, I just feel bad for the way it ended. And after when he talked bad about Tom Brady, after like Tom Brady's, been defending him the last two years i mean it just i don't know it's just crazy to me yeah yeah i thought brady handled that well at the end i'll move on to another moment that i thought of for 2021 which was another moment that kind of might be lost in the shuffle because it wasn't a championship and you know not everyone watches college basketball but to have they should NCAA, ncaa tournament being back having march madness back was great and, you know, really culminated in this final four game between Gonzaga and UCLA. And UCLA was a low seed. It would have been a massive upset. They, they play them wire to wire all the way. This, by the way, was the best Gonzaga team I've ever seen. And usually, I, another one of my hot takes is that, I, you know, I was on the Gonzaga chokers train for a long time because they'd always be a one seed and they'd lose early. And this year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to pick them to go all the way, which I had never done before. And they didn't end up winning the title again because they ran into a buzzsaw Baylor team that was just, just really, really solid. But, but the, the game against UCLA ending in the, you know, super long game winning buzzer beater by Jalen Suggs, who was an incredible player throughout the year as a true freshman. Uh, it was just a great game. And, and I don't think anybody can look at that game and, and dispute that it was the best game of the year, best game of the tournament. Uh, it was just an incredible shot. So it's unfortunate that they came up, unfortunate for the WCC that Gonzaga came up short in the natty, but I will remember that shot for a long time. Definitely. I mean, it was just great, like you said, having March Madness back because when COVID hit March 2020 and they took away March Madness, like the first sports thing they took away, I feel like everyone was so sad because everyone loves March Madness. Like even people that don't watch sports that much, they know about March Madness. And just seeing it back in 2021 and watching that game, it was just incredible. Like, that's one of those games you watch, and you're like, this is the reason I love basketball, like, watching that. And I just remember watching it live, and I bet on UCLA, though, and I thought they were going to win it. And then Jalen Suggs hits that shot, fell to my knees. It was crazy. Crazy game. Yeah, yeah, it was just a wild run for both teams. And I see you're wearing the Baylor shirt there. So, yeah. you know, is, is that – 
that the best basketball team that Baylor's had ever. And oh, I yeah. haven't watched them that much this year. You know, are they are they just as good oh, yeah. this year? Or, they're or? they're number one again this year, I think. But I think they just fell in the rankings. But that was uh, last year was my brother's senior year at Baylor, so I was rooting for them all the way, picking them to win, and they won, and they looked dominant. So it was very fun to watch. All right, well, let's get into your another one of your top moments of 2021. Yeah, so the last moment I want to talk about is Steph Curry breaking the all-time three-point record. And I think this is just a big accomplishment for him, especially in the amount of games he did it. Like, I think it's like 600, 700 less than Ray Allen. All respect to Ray Allen. I mean, awesome, great player. But I think Steph, another player that's just underappreciated for some reason because he's not this big physical specimen. He doesn't look like this. He doesn't look like LeBron, obviously. But, man, I just, his talent's through the roof. And I'm glad he got the record just because, I don't know, people, like Michael Jordan said, he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, which is ridiculous. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. And I'm glad he got that record for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a Steph fan as well. And I think, I mean, he definitely has his his haters as well. You know, people yeah. say he can't carry a team on his own. But he definitely has improved in these this two to three years that he's had to play without Clay Thompson. And mm-hmm. it's great seeing Clay back now. I mean, the NBA is yeah. better with the Splash Brothers together in it. But and this was this was an inevitable record. Like unless Clay had a or Steph had a career-ending injury, you knew that he was going to break this. But it was still such a feat how quickly he was able to do it and how well he's still playing. You know, kind of leading that roster by himself for a while. And well, with Draymond, but really that like it's a completely reimagined roster from the one that they won the titles with. So and the level they're playing at right now is is pretty incredible. So add Clay to that mix and nobody wants to see them in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it, it, if you're a Warriors hater, it's it's tough because they're they were what, 29 and nine before Clay even came back. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely scares. Um, I don't want the Lakers to play them in the playoffs if we make it. So, yeah. So the last thing I wanted to bring up from 2021, again, I'm kind of going a different direction here in that it's not a major American sport, really, is just the Tokyo Olympics in general. And I bring that up partially because I'm a runner and I was able to cover the Olympics for a track website, which was really cool to, I mean, I wasn't there in Tokyo, but just to be able to watch it um, and, and cover it was pretty incredible after having it being delayed for a year. And there was a long stretch in 2021 where it was still up in the air, whether or not this event was going to happen. And they end up doing it entirely without spectators, which was sad for the citizens of Japan who clearly wanted to see it. But it was, it was just incredible. So many great moments on the track, especially. I mean, I saw world records being broken that I never thought I would see and just great moments um is there any did you get a chance to watch any of it or or is there any moment that stood out to you i mean the usa men's basketball team was one that was kind of like they were playing really poorly in their friendlies and in the group stage and they still won the gold so that's one that your average american viewer might know about but uh yeah a chance to tune into tokyo at all um i did not watch much i watched some track but i'm only i mainly focus on basketball because it's one of my favorite sports and we were doing so poorly at first but then seeing them turn around was good because like USA, we have to be good at basketball. We have we have the best players for sure. So I'm definitely glad we got that gold medal. But I think overall in general, it's just good to have the Olympics back for the world. I mean, I think it's just a global event that everyone enjoys. And I wish there were fans there, but I'm glad there's so many great stories that come out of it. And just, I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was 
going to say as well is that the, yeah, the Olympics really brings people together to be able to watch. It brings the athletes together when they're there. And yeah, it's, there's just always, always great moments. So I'm, I'm so glad it was back and we have a winter Olympics coming up next month, which seems really soon because usually they're two years apart and then looking forward to 2024 in Paris, which I'm sure will be great. Hopefully we won't have to worry about COVID anymore. 2028 in LA should be awesome unfortunately we aren't hosting any events at pepperdine in 2028 like we did uh host water polo back in 1984 um but always look forward to the olympics so i'm glad we were able to have it all right so those were our top moments of 2021 we had a little bit of flavor from everything we mentioned the bucks the braves the other bucks jalen suggs steph curry and tokyo so a little bit a little bit of everything there it was a great year for sports hopefully 2022 will be just as good uh, let's, let's transition real quick though. In the, in the remaining time we have, we want to keep this short and let's talk about the NFL because it's regular seasons over the first ever 18 week regular season in NFL history. And we've got super wild card weekend coming up. If you don't remember the, the NFL transition to having seven playoff teams from each conference instead of six. So we've got our super wild card weekend. Um, but let's start with, uh, what happened in week 18, because it was a crazy week with lots of playoff implications, um, which is, I guess, what you want from the last week of the year. Um, one of the games that I wanted to bring up first was that Sunday night game where you had the Chargers and the Raiders. It was essentially a play-in game, which is yeah. what the league wanted for, you know, basically winner take all, winner gets the playoff spot, division rivals in Vegas, out of all the trappings. But then you had this little thing in the back of everyone's minds that they could tie and both make the playoffs so did you get a chance to watch this game and you know it came within two seconds of actually ending in a tie yeah so i did watch the game i did not watch all of it i watched um like the second half like third quarter on i mean it was just incredible game incredible last last game of the season like it was awesome and I did not think it was going to end in a tie, but then it got into overtime. I was like, oh, my God, this thing might actually end in a tie. But then Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, called a timeout, and the rest is history. I mean, it's crazy. Because, I mean, Justin Herbert is very talented, and he just kept converting on fourth down. I think he was like six for six on fourth down, like 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it was just an incredible game. And I think Derek Carr is actually very underrated. I mean, the mess of the Raiders this year with Henry Ruggs and a first-round pick corner getting cut and just a bunch of stuff. The head coach, John Gruden, just everything. And then the intern coach, great job by them taking all these guys and rallying and getting them into the playoffs. And I think it's very sad for the Chargers not making the playoffs with Justin Herbert and a very talented roster. But, I mean, I think they have a bright future. And I think Brandon Staley is still a good coach. I know he's getting a lot of black right now for his decision making and time management but i think it was a great game and they'll get it together yeah i kind of agree with you across the board the raiders are a great story that faced more adversity than pretty much any team this year and to still make it and win that game is pretty incredible uh, i would have liked to see the chargers in the playoffs over the steelers i mean so i was yeah. rooting for the tie and partially because it would just be a hilarious outcome but i mean who doesn't want to see the talent of justin herbert you know and able to come back from a 15 point deficit in the fourth quarter and, and almost win it. it. Who doesn't want to see that in the playoffs? Hopefully we'll get to see it in the future. Um, but just a wild game with all the ups and downs Raiders being up 15, blowing the lead on the very last play, the chargers having a 19 play two minute drive, <clears throat> which is just wild in and of itself. And then 
couple field goals in overtime. So a, a wild ending Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger are able to get a playoff spot, which no one expected because no one expected the Jaguars to beat the Colts, but the Colts really collapsed over the last two games Choked. of the, uh, of the season or they went from, they went from a team that nobody wanted to see in the playoffs to a team that literally nobody is going to see in the playoffs. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah, tough ending for them and, and MVP candidate, Jonathan Taylor. Um, but the other game that I, that I thought we'd touch on from week 18, because it's your team is the Rams and the 49ers, which uh. is a little bit of a sore subject because the, the Rams blew what a 17 zero lead. Um, so just, just your thoughts on the game. And also, you know, the Rams, I don't think it's a, a stretch to say that everybody thinks they have a Super Bowl caliber roster. What issues do they need to correct to get that roster to the Super Bowl? Okay, so to answer your first question, the game was so frustrating to watch for, as a Rams fan. Just because, first of all, I hate the Niners because they always beat us. They're literally 6 0 against us the last three years. Freaking, I hate the Niners so much. And we had a 17 0 lead. Sean McVay is, was 43 0 when he had a lead at halftime. And then we blew it in overtime. And uh, I feel like we just had so many opportunities. And we just blew it. I mean, they got the ball back with like a minute left, no timeouts. And Jimmy G drives them down the field, blown coverage, touchdown. Uh, it was it was very, very painful to watch as a Rams fan. But heading into the playoffs, um, we have the Cardinals first. And I think that's a good matchup for us as we've kind of owned the Cardinals over the last few years, kind of like the Niners have owned us. But I think we just got to – cut down on the turnovers. Matthew Stafford's been turning the ball over way too much in the first half of games. And we just can't play down to our opponent's level. I think like, I think we have like big knockout ability. Like we just have to stay on top of our opponent and keep our foot on their neck and just keep going. And I think, I think we can make it a Super Bowl. So I hope we do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the Niners are an interesting team. They kind of live and die by how well Garoppolo plays, which was very evident in that game. Um, but their defense is coming around and getting healthier and, you know, their weapons in the run game and in like the short passing game are tough. So they're an interesting team. And I think that yeah. their playoff game against the Cowboys will be interesting. As a Rams fan, is there any team that you don't want to run into in the playoffs? Obviously going into Lambeau Field, won't be easy if you do get to that point and have to play the Packers is there is it the Packers or is there any other team that scares you uh in the NFC obviously I don't want to say but obviously the Niners I don't want to see them again just because I feel to have confidence and I have confidence against the Bucks because we beat them this year and we even beat them last year with Jared Goff but the Packers definitely scare me at Lambeau I mean we lost there in the regular season but honestly if I have to be honest the Niners scare me more than the Packers because recently the Packers' run defense hasn't been too good. I mean, they almost lost to Baker Mayfield when he threw four picks, and they were running the ball all over. So, yeah, they definitely scare me, but I think we can get to the NFC Championship for sure. Yeah, yeah, and the Packers have a history of, of choking in the NFC Championship. That's the one thing I can say as a Bears fan no. against them is that they'll make it to that point, and somehow, I mean, oftentimes they're the top seed in the conference, and they just can't yeah. get out of that game. So we'll see as good as I think Aaron Rodgers is, we'll see The NFC is tough. I mean, just listing off those teams is it's a tough conference this year. Whereas the AFC, I mean, don't really have a prohibitive favorite. The Titans are the top seed and don't know how well and are getting Derrick Henry back. So I don't know. Do yeah. you think they're kind of, they're kind of flying under the radar as the top seed, or do you think they're kind of smoke and mirrors? I mean, 
you can't say they're smoking mirrors. They're like six and two against playoff teams. They haven't had Derrick Henry since October. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's good. It's not great, but I think it's just a nod to Mike Vrabel as a great head coach. I mean, all their players talk very highly about him. I think he's a player's coach. And, hey, they've made it to the AFC Championship before, so I think you can't doubt them. They're getting Derrick Henry back. They're heart and soul of their team. So I definitely don't think they're an underdog. I think you have to look out for them with home field advantage. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be I'm, – I'm excited for them to have Henry back uh, because he's just a player that you love to watch in the playoffs. So, yeah, the, the AFC could go in a number of different ways. But, I mean, really both – that's the one thing this – this season has showed us that that anything can happen on any given day because it has just been a, such a strange year. And I know this from picking all the games this year and last year that last year I was like 10 to 12 games ahead of where I was at this point last year, just because it's been so unpredictable um, week after week. So you kind of have to temper your expectations a little bit. Uh, we've kind of already touched on some of these playoff teams. So why don't we just talk briefly about what's going to happen this weekend? It's super wild card weekend. We've got two games Friday or excuse me, two games, Saturday, three Sunday and one Monday, actually. So which of these six matchups, the only teams not playing this weekend are uh, the Titans and Packers. So which, which of these matchups kind of jumps out at you as this is one I really got to catch. This is going to be a great game. Um, so obviously Monday, the Rams, Cardinals, I'm, I'm going to watch because I'm a Rams fan, but I've already talked about them. Uh, Cowboys Niners, I think, is a great matchup because I mean, two teams that are kind of like ran the 80s and 90s. I think it's pretty funny that they're back in the playoffs against each other. And I want to see if the Cowboys are for real because they dominate the NFC uh, East, which is a pretty terrible division right now, but kind of average against everyone else. I mean, they lost to the Cardinals two weeks ago, I think, and Cardinals have not been too good recently. So I want to see if the, the Cowboys are legit. And I'm also going to watch the Bengals Raiders just because, I mean, I think, you know, I've been calling the Bengals being decent all year and they finally made the playoffs and they got, I mean, they're very inconsistent teams. So I want to see how they do here, but they're still a very young team. So I think it's pretty cool that they made the playoffs and I think they'll beat the Raiders. So I want to see them do good. So definitely those games. Yeah, I agree. The, the Bengals defense is going to kind of dictate how far they go. Nobody wants to run into that offense right now. I don't think, I mean, the weapons they have, are as good as any in the league. So, you know, super, super exciting team to watch. And this could be another kind of high scoring game um, because the Raiders defense is pretty inconsistent as well. So that one should be fun on Saturday. And I also want to see the Niners and Cowboys because I think the Niners can be dangerous as we mentioned earlier, but the Cowboys, like you said, they, they're kind of inconsistent against good teams, but when they play an inferior team, they stomp them. I mean, that they've just been blowing out teams in their division and beyond. So this game is really going to prove, are they going to lose in the first round again? And all of America is going to laugh at them because they're the Cowboys, or are they going to kind of prove we're legitimately a contender this year, because it's not going to get any easier after the Niners. I mean, it's going to be bucks or Rams or Packers or whatever it is. So yeah, I agree. Those are, those are two really interesting games to watch. Bucks are taking on the Eagles. I think, Everyone will heavily favor the Bucks in that one. Yeah. Chiefs are going to be big favorites against the Steelers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, who would you, if you're a fan of an AFC team, who would you rather face in the playoffs, the Bengals or the Chiefs right now? I mean, the, the Chiefs have had this this big comeback this year after starting yeah. really uh, poorly, but the Bengals are really hot right now. So what do you think about uh, 
Uh, the Raiders kind of got to choose. They could have played for yeah. and played the Chiefs, but they won the game to play the Bengals. I mean, I think you would definitely rather play the Bengals just because the Chiefs have playoff experience. I mean, they've been to the Super Bowl the last few years. Mahomes knows what it takes to win in the playoffs, and their defense has just been much better since, like, week six. They've been incredible defense, so I think they definitely chose the right choice to play the Bengals, even though I think the Bengals will win. But, I mean, they're both dangerous teams, so pick your poison kind of. Absolutely. And the other big news in the NFL this week was, you know, the coach firings. It was Black Monday. Um, So, well, is there any like kind of storyline or anything just as as our last question that you that surprised you or any job that you're like, this is a good job that uh, that prospective head coaches should be looking at? I think the where are we at on the firings? Dolphins fired their head coach, Bears fired their head coach and GM. The Giants fired their coach. What other openings do we have? Vikings, Vikings, Jags, Jags had an interim coach. So yeah, they've got, uh, they've got an opening. Um, yeah. W- were there any surprising storylines there for you? Or, I mean, I'm a lot of them people saw coming. Um, definitely Brian Flores getting fired was a surprise. I mean, he's been over 500 the last two years with two and Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback and their defense has looked incredible the last two years. And he's a defensive mind coach. So definitely shocking but not shocking at the same time because it's the dolphins and they always seem to like mess up up that like that but i think he'll get another coaching job because i personally think he's a great coach i mean he kind of turned that organization around a little bit like very fast and he obviously comes from the bill belichick coaching tree and their special teams always good defense is always good so he just needed the right quarterback and i don't think two is that so i don't think it's unfair that he got fired but um i honestly think your bears is a great coaching job as Justin Fields looks like he's talented um got a good defense solid defense I uh, just kind of need to turn around the offense get some better weapons get the line right get Justin Fields playing all year get rid of Andy Dalton but who would you want a head coach I don't know another like, interviewing Doug Peterson someone else yeah I well we, we interviewed who else was it I think the Bills offensive coordinator oh yeah um, mm-hmm. so I'd love to see them get, Oh, the Broncos fired their head coach as well. Oh yeah. Fangio. So I'd love to see us hire Fangio or Flores as a coordinator or even Flores as the head coach. Uh, I think yeah. that there were some questions about his hiring of other coaches and that was part of the reason people were saying he was fired, but I still don't think it was a great decision. Um, so if we interview either of those guys, I would be stoked about that. People were throwing Jim Harbaugh's name into the ring, which I think would be awesome, but I just don't think it will happen. I mean, he's under contract. Yeah. He, he likes where he is, had a good yeah. year with that, with Michigan. Uh, that'd be a dream come true though. So yeah, no, I think so far we've made the right moves. I would like to see them interview B enemy as well. Um, but it's tough when he's kind of been under Andy Reid this whole time. So yeah. We will see. I, I think it's a good job. I was surprised actually that we fired our GM as well, but I'm happy about it. I mean, no, yeah, you should draft picks over the years, but he also missed swung and missed big time on a couple of things. Yeah. Um, and you could tell from the way the washer was constructed that we've had some serious holes. So, but I do think it's a, it's a probably the most desirable of the jobs available. Yeah, for sure. Some, like legitimate stars to build around. So we will see. I'm, I'm excited for it, though. I'm excited about the offseason and uh, the rest of the playoffs, even though my team isn't in it. So, Austin, any final thoughts um, about NFL playoffs or uh, 2022? Um, I just hope 
we have a good playoffs. Um, I'm honestly hoping that it will be Chiefs Bengals in the AFC Championship, and then I'm hoping for a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl, and I hope the Rams win. Go Rams! So, all righty. Well, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough road either way, so it should be really exciting, and we're excited to have you as the co-host this semester and hopefully beyond and keep listening. We'll have some guests on in future weeks to talk about all these things, hopefully some Pepperdine athletes on, but should be an exciting semester. should be an exciting 2022. Thanks for tuning into this, this first episode of 2022. That's all for us on this episode of sports waves. My name is Carl winter. I am your co-host and I was joined today by my co-host Austin Lede. Follow us on Twitter at SportsWavesPod for updates on the podcast, new episodes, polls about pro sports, and other great content. That's SportsWavesPod on Twitter. SportsWaves is a part of the Pepperdine Graphic Media Podcast Network. You can follow Pepperdine Graphic Media on social media at PepGraphic, that's at P-E-P-P Graphic, for updates on other podcasts in the PGM Podcast Network, as well as updates on Pepperdine Athletics and all things Pepperdine. Also, go to our website, pepperdinegraphic.com, for more information and updates. You can also find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts for updates on Sportswaves and other podcasts in the PGM Podcast Network.